what time it is. We can let down our hair. The moon is high and we're lunatics now. It's deep into safe harbor. It's dark 30. I'm Vance Pollock on behalf of Joshua P. Warren. And now is the time you should turn off your radio if you don't want to hear some potentially outrageous material because this is when we kick back down a shot of hard liquor and try and have some fun and i'll be your creepy guide across the river sticks let the ass whipping commence oh hey that's new (laughs) in the studio with producer sam the animal steel and investigator shelly wright of wright's coin shop and nevermore mystical arts do you know let let the ass whipping commence that's a line from Guess what movie? Inbred Rednecks. We actually need to pull that uh, that audio clip at some time. I, I was thinking last week as we, we kind of uh, keep building the narrative, the growing Shel Vance Sam narrative of uh, speaking of strange, that we should have uh, a soundboard. And I was thinking what kind of uh, clips we needed in that soundboard. And one of the clips I think uh, should be... Yep, you guessed it from, <laughs> yeah, that, that crazy Joshua P. Warren movie, Inbred Rednecks. You know, I've got it in my drive right now. I could pull it up. There there are, yeah, maybe we'll actually find the, the, the quote, let the ass whooping commence. There's a scene where some bad dudes show up at the bar to confront uh, uh, Josh and his buddies. And when the tough guy, he's also a rooster fighter. So the the uh, the opposing cockfighter steps out of the car with like an axe handle or whatever, and that's his quote. Huh. Yeah, we might find that and play that for you. Uh, listen to this: A woman in Philadelphia stands accused of stealing a taxi, then using it to pick up fares. <laughs> you know, if you got a taxi, right? Life gives you a taxi collect fares according to the associated press a 65 year old woman hailed the cab around midnight and requested she be dropped off at a casino the woman asked the driver to help pick up some items at the quick stop while the driver was assisting her the 65 year old woman got in the cab and fled police tracked the woman down a half hour later and found her driving the taxi with a 23 year old woman and her infant daughter inside the 23 year old reportedly didn't know the taxi had been stolen she said she held a cab and the woman picked her up and was taking her to her destination it's a pretty unusual job to steal a cab and then start picking up passengers uh, like you're a cab driver philadelphia police chief inspector said uh stating it's the old it's double odd when it's a 65-year-old woman doing this? I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. It's definitely a bizarre story. The woman reportedly facing charges of theft of services, theft receiving stolen property, uh, terrorist threats, and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Huh. <laughs> Stealing a taxi and, and picking up a few fares. Why not? That That's where the money is. Uh, Shelly, what else we got over there? Oh, we've got flame throwing. <laughs> flame throwing. Anti-pervert flamethrowers for sale in China. A flamethrower that can hurl a stream of fire half a meter long is being marketed in China to help women fend off unwanted advances. 
The device is being billed on shopping websites as a must-have anti-pervert weapon that can be carried in a lady's handbag. Wow. Some are shaped like a cigarette lighter and emit small flames, while others hurl fire for five feet with temperatures up to 3,300 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, the flamethrowers sell from about 20 to $40, and one vendor boasted to local media how they can scald or even disfigure an attacker. This will burn some pervert's junk off. <laughs> That's the tagline. Burn some pervert's junk off. Flames and the super high temperatures are enough to scare the bad guys away, said one website, which added that the flames can last for 30 minutes. At that crucial moment, you could also become an anti-terror SWAT team said another ad. Police told Chinese media that it is technically illegal to send the devices to customers through the Postal Service. There is concern that the flamethrowers could become the latest dangerous gadget to become popular in China following a fad among some children for tiny crossbows which can shoot toothpicks or needles. And those have caused a lot of injuries. Whose bright idea was that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't Don't know... What the sense in that is. Uh, Flamethrowers. I thought uh, at a recent demonstration uh, that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about, I won't give the details because, frankly, I think a lot of, a lot of listeners are just kind of depressed and sick of hearing about it. But at a recent uh, sad demonstration confrontation here in the good old U.S. of A., uh, I saw a, a still photo of someone firing uh yeah someone using like a hairspray canister mm -hmm. flamethrower or something like that on someone else mm -hmm. so that's that's not nice i i can't i can't think of using that as for self-defense something that you just carry around and i recently have thought about building my own uh you know like vietnam era a uh, flamethrower you know like with like a backpack and uh, because they put these speed bumps in at my apartment complex, and 95% of them are great. They're, they're not great, but they're acceptable. But the two that are right in front of my house are, are like uh, the, the Kilimanjaro of speed bumps. And uh, since they have installed them, my car has suffered some severe suspension Ooh. issues. And uh, they said they were going to take them, like, lower them, and they haven't. So I was just going to go out there with a flamethrower in the middle of the night. <laughs> and heat up that asphalt and just beat it down with a sledgehammer or just start pouring diesel fuel on them every night because the diesel fuel will eat the asphalt. Um, or taking quickcrete and making ramps. Oh, ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that wouldn't be too now, bad. But except if I'm mixing quickcrete together, several bags of it in the middle of the night in an apartment, it's going to make some noise. Uh, yeah. A lot of scraping of the, you know. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I I can see your or, or feel your pain. There is a curb over on Charlotte Street that has eaten my uh, right rear tire twice. I don't know when I've torn the sidewall out. Yes, is I it do. Right know, past the Charlotte I, Street pub. Yeah. Uh, well, is it Charlotte? No, actually, it's on Merriman. Here's the thing: when I'm cutting over to Merriman from Charlotte. And I'm on that block just below where the strip mall, where the, the hop ice cream yep, parlor yep. and all that is. And you turn on to Merriman. If you take that corner too close, that, see, my idea is. computers? Yes. Yeah. I, if, if you take that curve or you turn out of there too sharp, I'm trying to turn into the right lane. 
on Merriman Avenue. And I I get up on that curb, and that back tire has dropped off and torn out the sidewall Mm. twice. Uh, and I'm, it's usually because I'm running the yellow light trying up to get up to Asheville and pizza and brew to, you know, to catch a movie or something. But twice I've rolled into the pizza and brew with a, uh, flat rear right tire. And after that incident, I thought of, uh, yeah, pretty much what you uh, said, Sam, rolling up with a sledgehammer in the trunk and pop the trunk in the middle of the night and just beat on that curb a little bit with a sledgehammer, kind of soften it up a little bit. I don't think the uh, DOT folks around Asheville would appreciate that. So here's here's uh, notice, serving notice on you folks. You have a dangerous curb there that is eating people's tires. Here's a story yeah. for you. Um, you know who doesn't have something? Oh, you got to slide that one over there. You ready, Shelley? You no, know, it's been pretty uh, pretty warm out right? as of late, and uh, you know here in in Asheville there, we have a Darth. Of, of good slushy machines, you know, they're, they're hard to find, but you know, on these hot days and any kind of cooling, uh, beverage or food is always good. Well, down in Delray beach, Florida, uh, a man who was a passenger in another man's car, they were waiting in a drive through line at a McDonald's. And when it was their time to order, the pair was told that the ice cream machine was not working. So what did the one man do? He pulled out a replica AR-15 out of the trunk of the car. That was his first react. That was his go-to reaction. Ice cream machine not working. Just a sec. I'm going to go get my fake AR-15 out of the trunk of the car. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a good-looking fellow. According to the authorities, the employees of the McDonald's watched Henry from the store's surveillance cameras pull out the fake AR-15. They, of course, thought the gun was real, uh, so they all hid in the bathroom and called police. When questioned by the police, he admitted to his crime and said he got the gun after his uh, partner in in the crime. Partner in cone. I was trying to think of some ice cream related thing. <laughs> uh, told him to get the stick. Well, Henry was arrested and charged with improper exhibition of a firearm. Uh, I think it's a little. Uh, it was a little unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, if the machine's broken, the machine's that, broke. that ain't gonna fix it. I was it. perturbed at the Sonic the other night when the slush machine was not working. I, hey, it happens, you know. But what do you do? I didn't pull out the fake AR-15. Nor did you break out the flamethrower. I didn't have it for made that yet. <laughs> if you had had the flamethrower, that's I'd, a whole I'd... other stuff. Like make me those tots and. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, a bad, bad move. It's not their fault. The machine's down. Suck it up, Buttercup. Right, Shelly? <laughs> oh, yes. You should have given me a chance to pull out that audio. Yeah, that's that's on our soundboard, too. The Speaking of Strange soundboard will include Shelly Wright saying, Suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, you ready, Shelly? Uh, Florida man's backyard overrun with vicious monkeys. Florida man who installed a deer feeder and a game camera in his backyard captured photos of something unexpected. Dozens of monkeys. The man said he set up a camera at his Ocala home, has been taking photos during the past few days of about 50 rhesus macaque monkeys eating from his deer feeder. He said the monkeys climb the feeder, spin the plate to make corn shoot off in multiple directions to feed the whole group. They're vicious. They're extreme. I mean, they get nasty. If you go out there, they will hurt you, he said. The monkeys have taken about 250 pounds of deer feed in recent days. 
Obviously, the monkeys have it down pat. They don't have to wait on it. They climb up the poles, and they just sit there and spin it off the plate. Oh, my dear. Yeah. Crazy, vicious monkeys in the backyard. Something we haven't seen around here, at least not recently. Yet. (laughs) Speaking of strange, we'll be right back. sometimes wonder about the folks in some of these dark 30 stories if uh they could use a lobotomy there's uh there's yeah i'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy i gotta say though that uh amongst my all-time favorite lyrics now i guess i have to tell them that i've got no cerebellum is definitely up there along with uh i want to tell her that i love her but the point is probably moot from rick springfield as well too the all-time favorite. Brilliant, brilliant stuff there. That, of course, the Ramones. Uh, I saw a picture of Johnny Ramone with a red Mose Wright uh, last week, and mm-hmm. I had never seen that or heard any reference to Johnny's red Mose Wright. Apparently, he only had it for a few months, and it was stolen. There's a, uh, a website that has a um, very detailed listing of every piece of gear that uh, they ever used, uh, guitars, what the modifications were to each okay. guitar. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. And, and I'm at least curious. And the Ramones, great, great band. A Wisconsin company is about to become the first in the U.S. to offer microchip implants to its employees. It's the next thing that's inevitably going to happen, and we want to be a part of it. Three Square Market Chief Executive Officer Todd Westby said the company designs software for break room markets that are commonly found in office complexes. Just as people are able to purchase items at the market using phones, Westby wants to do the same thing using a microchip implanted inside a person's hand. More than 53 square market employees are having the devices implanted starting next week. Each chip is about the size of a single grain of rice, 
Along with purchasing market kiosk items, employees will be able to use a chip to get into the front door and log onto their computers. Each chip costs $300, and the company is picking up the tab. They're implanted between a person's thumb and forefinger. Westby added the data is both encrypted and secure. A little creepy about data implants myself. I'm, uh, I'm more of a wallet card sort of guy. <laughs> I was uh, thinking in the uh, libraries, they've got the, of course, uh, all the public libraries. You, you present your uh, library card, and it's got your barcode on the back. If you were like a super avid and hip libra- library patron, you could get like your library barcode tattooed on the on the back of your hand. Have you ever... Uh, known of uh, anybody having a working barcode tattooed on themselves sam i do not know um i did see somebody once that had a barcode tattoo but it was like fake you know it was just a, yeah and I, I was thinking you know barcodes qr codes if you got a if you got a uh a library chip implanted you're just you're really really into the library yeah yeah I mean, I like the library. Don't get me wrong. I was thinking, uh, uh, like a practical tattoo. If you had a, a working barcode for something that you used regularly, drugs. Uh, maybe your Ingalls, uh, you know, frequent shopper <laughs> oh, okay. card. Oh, tattoo. that's what you meant. I got you. <laughs> right. All right. Here's one for you. How about this? Arizona woman born without vagina is raising money so she can finally have sex. This is not a fake story. This is a real story. It is the dark thirty hour. If you think you've had a rough couple years, you're going to want to read about this poor woman who was born without a vagina. A 22-year-old woman from Gilbert, Arizona, has lived a difficult life, all because she suffers from it. I've never heard of this. It's a Meyer... It's hard to even pronounce. Meyer Rockitansky Kuster Hauser Syndrome, which means she was born without a cervix, uterus, or vaginal opening. And even though she doesn't have a vagina, she has a boyfriend who doesn't care about the lack of sex in their relationship. Apparently, she didn't even realize that she did not have an actual vagina until she was 18 years of age when she went to the gynecologist because she hadn't yet had her period. And um, her family thought she was just a late bloomer. Uh, now, I, a couple of things are running through my head here. I'm like, wow, I, I'm, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, but doctors revealed the news to her that she did not have a uterus. She was left heartbroken and confused and scared for the future because she wanted to have her own family one day. Uh, she said she didn't realize she didn't have an opening until later on because they did an ultrasound at first. And uh, she that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, she's like, the eventual visit to the gynecologist was sparked following years of confusion over putting in tampons as she struggled to work out where it went. So she started a GoFundMe account to get a surgery that will allow doctors to create an opening so she'll be able to have a normal physical relationship and hopefully uh, one day uh, have children, maybe somehow. That's, and so uh, she's you can donate to her. Um, oh, she can't carry her own children. She can obviously ha- you know be a mother. But she, as of this uh, article, she has raised $6,600 of her $15,000 goal. You ever well, heard of that before? Never, never heard of that. That's a pretty that. rare syndrome, apparently. I, I would think so. That's, uh, yeah, unpleasant. 
Uh, 18, I, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess uh, there there must be enough I mean, room, we don't need, we don't need to go to, too room far to urinate is what I was thinking. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they don't have pictures. They have pictures right. of her lovely young lady. Um, but man, I, I, I'm even in the world of uh, medical oddities. That's a that's a that's an odd one. Well, bless her heart. Bless uh, her heart. Best, go fund her. Be, best of luck to her. Funder. in her quest for for goodness for uh, something like a vagina. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like a very pleasant situation at all yeah again bless her heart uh just when you thought the anti-vax movement could get it couldn't get any otter a group of them in brooklyn one upped all the rest according to the brooklyn paper uh veterinarians in the heavily populated new york city borough have reported that some pet owners are worried vaccines may cause autism in their pets we do see a higher number of clients who don't want to vaccinate their animals uh, doctor of the Veterinary Wellness Center in, in Borium Hills uh, told the paper, uh, this may be stemming from anti-vaccine movements, which people are now applying to their pets. Uh, the doctor said that more and more people hailing from hip areas of Brooklyn are refusing to vaccinate their pets for rabies, distemper, and hepatitis, all of which are required by law in New York. They say, uh, they're not going to let you make my dog become stupid. It's actually much more common in the hipstery areas, the Go doctor figure. said. I really don't know what the reasoning is. They just feel that injecting chemicals into their pet is going to cause problems. Uh, another doctor of Pure Paws Veterinary Care in the Clinton Hill neighborhood told the Brooklyn paper why it's doubly absurd for pet owners to not vaccinate their pets, pets based on autism concerns. We've never diagnosed ever a case of autism in a dog, she said. I don't think you could. According to the report, this trend is all the more unsettling due to an outbreak of leptospirosis, a bacterial infection in the Bronx last year. The infection is both very harmful to humans and deadly for dogs, and an uptick in pet vaccinations has also apparently been accompanied by an uptick in anti-vax sentiment among Brooklyn. Brooklynite pet owners, we promise you that not vaccinating your dog is going to end up seriously hurting humans with things like rabies. Yeah, smart. People are kind of dumb. You ever heard of a hookah-smoking caterpillar? Uh, Yes, I have. It's uh, in uh, Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass, better known as uh, Alice in Wonderland. That is correct, and... It's also referenced by 32-year-old Matthew Horace Jones, uh, busted in Crestview, Florida. He <laughs> broke into a construction site and used a forklift to damage the building under construction, causing severe damage to the liquor store that was being constructed at the Crestview Walmart. But here's where it gets more bizarre than just that. According to police, after he was arrested, he claimed his name was Alice in Wonderland and that a hookah-smoking caterpillar forced him to commit the crime. Uh, According to a building contractor, that damage included $40,000 in scaffolding materials, $15,000 in blocks and mortar, $15,000 forklift, $7,500 mixer, $1,500 in mud pans, and $4,000 in damaged fencing. Uh, And he was on probation at the time. Um, He he was a little confused. I think he was smoking a hookah and driving a caterpillar. He was smoking the caterpillar... (laughs) 
while driving. Yeah, your ears is better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The hookah smoker on the Caterpillar. Um, this is the Dark 30 Hour, and it's as weird as ever. It's Joshua P. Warren speaking of strange. We'll be right back after the break. Speaking of strange is well underway, which means some of the material covered could be potentially offensive to sensitive listeners, and it's probably not appropriate for children. Just just your warning. Shelley, last hour we talked a little bit about your uh, colleague Greg Capp's uh, cursed coin. We mm-hmm. haven't really uh, talked about what's going on. Over at Wright's Coin, though, I was a little remiss uh, in not bringing that up at the top of the hour. But uh, listeners uh, might want to know that the state sales tax has has been tossed out, right? Exactly. It has been. You can buy coins, currency, bullion, and there is no sales tax. Of course, you still have sales tax on your supplies, but, but the big stuff, the expensive stuff... Right. You don't have to pay tax on that. Right. Wright's Coin Shop's not going back and jacking up their prices 7% either to to uh, to uh, make that extra profit either. They're, that's just basically they're passing the savings along to the customers. When they don't have to collect the sales tax, they're just not charging uh, the sales tax. So how does that work now? People come in and they, they see a silver ounce for sale for 25 bucks. It's just $25, yeah. just like that. Huh? Yeah, kind of like if like you that. go to a con- the concession stand at, uh, uh, at the, uh, at the, ball, you know, the ballpark. ballpark or whatever. Uh, it's all figured. Yeah. yeah and, and you guys don't have to do all the extra paperwork, paperwork and account yeah. for that. That is great. And the money stays in the state. 
Mm-hmm. Because everybody was going to, you know, outside of North Carolina. Yeah. And, and, and you don't know. I mean, with us, you know that you're getting reputable wares. Sure. If you go outside of that to another state, to somebody, you may go to somebody you don't know. You're just taking that, that risk that your, your coins or whatever your collectible is aren't real. Right. Uh, Wright's Coin Shop. Yeah, that's a place to uh, to go. And now, yeah, the, you heard it. You heard it here. Uh, North Carolina uh, retailers of coins and silver, precious metals. That that includes the gold. That's basically everything in Wright's Coin Shop, right? Yeah. You don't have to uh, pay the seven percent sales tax on that. So how's that for a little little break? That's that's pretty that's- cool. That's good for you guys. That's huge news. Have you uh, seen an uptick uh, in uh, business over there? Are yeah. people responding to that uh, favorably, of course? Of course, they are. They are. But there are also a lot of people that are selling right now. Mm-hmm. The, I guess the market's pretty good. I haven't really been keeping up. But there have been a lot of, of uh, people selling things, which means that there's a lot of new stuff in the cases. Really good stuff. So, And it changes by the hour. Sure. 1271 Sweeten Creek Road. 1271 Sweeten Creek Road, uh, just south of uh, Interstate 40. Uh, and Wright's Coin Shop is uh, always buying and, and selling, you know, precious metals and, and good coins. I had a buddy the other day that uh, uh, said he had a silver dollar. He was wondering what it was worth or who who uh, around here would give him a good price on it. I said, Man, haven't you ever heard me talk about Wright's Coin Shop? <laughs> that's that's what you need to do. If you need, uh, you know, extra whatever they're going for, they'll give you fair market value on it. That's Wright's Coin Shop, 1271 Sweeten Creek Road. And uh, if people want to do uh, just like a uh, quick phone consultation, they're wondering about the value of something, uh, they could phone it in, right? They could. They could get kind of general. Sure, idea. yeah, right. Yeah, if, if it's a, it, it's a lot easier if it's just a bullion coin. If it's a collector coin, it's usually something they need to see. Right, yeah, because condition counts in a lot of cases with collector's coins. What's the telephone number at your parent's shop there, Shelley? It's 828-298-5402. 298-5402. Go ahead and jot it down, 298-5402. That's Wright's Coin Shop. Our friends. Love that place. I haven't been by there with the boys in a little while. It's about time. I haven't been over to Nevermore with my, my rock collection from Iceland that Hulda's trying to chase me out of the house with. <laughs> you got the bell ready, Shelley? I got it. Because in Fort Pierce, Florida, a 20-year-old man was arrested after police say he tried to steal a car. Not just any old car. Fort Pierce, uh, Fort Pierce Police Patrol Vehicle. It's, it's, it sounds sounds more common all the time at the Fort Pierce Police Department with a Fort Pierce police officer in it. Uh, it happened as the officer was in his patrol vehicle at the main police station writing a report, according to his report. <laughs> uh while in my vehicle, I heard the rear passenger side door handle make noise, and then the front passenger side door handle make noise, where I was positioned seated in the driver's seat of my clearly marked Fort Pierce Police Department patrol vehicle. Uh, 
The man opened his door and reported seeing a man later identified as the 27-year-old male run away and hide behind another vehicle. Troutman uh, and another officer detained the man and found two cell phones, a portable speaker, a $20 bill, and a pipe with marijuana residue. The man said he saw my vehicle. uh, He was running, so he attempted to steal the vehicle, so he had a ride home. The report states the man from Okeechobee was arrested on charges including attempted grand theft of a motor vehicle, loitering and prowling, possession of drug equipment, possession of stolen property, etc. Yeah, um, not a good idea to try to steal a police cruiser. Even less good idea if if there could be. (laughs) I'd say just bad idea all the way around, but to not check and make sure... There's nobody in it first. <sighs> Ridiculous. 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 Man stabbed seven times over Magic the Gathering argument. Are you familiar with Magic the card game, Sam? Oh, just vaguely. I mean, uh, we ahead. might. Uh, the uninitiated, myself included, might kind of think of it in the same sort of bracket as Dungeons and Dragons. It's sort of kind of a fantasy game but uh, i guess the cards uh, have particular rules it's kind of a cross between uh pinochle and dungeons and dragons no i don't know i really don't i know it's a uh, sort of a fantasy card game a 30 31 year old man has been charged with stabbing another guy seven times and hitting him with a mallet after an argument broke out during a game game of magic the gathering according to the St. Cloud, I thought it was St. Cloud, Florida for a second, but it's St. Cloud, Minnesota Police Department. The 31-year-old man and his 20-year-old gaming buddy were playing Magic the Gathering card card game overnight Friday when they got into a heated argument. Police say the man said that this game just got real and hit the guy in the head with a mallet and then stabbed him seven times. Was it the the mallet of of Gorodon? (laughs) Mjolnir, the the hammer of Thor, uh, and stabbed him in the front, sides, and back of his neck. The attacker ended up calling 911, worrying the man was going to die. Luckily, the victim was taken to the hospital, and his injuries don't look to be life-threatening. The man was arrested and charged with first- and second-degree assault. He also has a prior conviction for keeping explosives with intent to use them, but investigators didn't find anything in their search of his home. He told police fighting and killing has been a lot more fun when played as a game and before he made it go real. Hey, do you remember a while back, uh, Josh had, um, I think it was down there in, in Puerto Rico or something, he had talked about like flying, like he, there was like a picture of like flying humanoid type things, like big human bats or something. Do you recall that? Hmm. I remember like the Superman flying character. No, this is like, these were like a weird, uh, like humanoid, like half bat, half human kind of things. They were seen out in a remote village or something. I must have missed that. Yeah, well, anyway, in Chicago, uh, there's been several sightings of half man, half moth, humanoid flying, flying humanoids. Okay. And uh, 29 sightings have been reported since last week. Some of these sightings have been reported by a police officer. 
and a journalist, so they're not all just from nutty people. Um, but what could they be? Drones, gliders? Uh, most reports are stating that the creature people are seeing hovers in the air, but one person claims they saw a winged humanoid figure leap off the Sears Tower, and another sighting involved two creatures flying together over the Adler Planetarium, flying figure eights around each other, looking like they were dancing in a strange sort of way. Could Chicago be a portal to hell? What do you think? Mm -hmm. I, I uh, also read in association with the solar eclipse that there were uh, more Mothman sightings. Are you fami familiar with Mothman and the as a portent of doom? Mm -hmm. Frightening stuff. Anyway, it's a strange world out there. Go to joshuapwarren.com. Is there a period after the P? Hell no. no. <laughs> joshuapwarren.com and uh, keep track of what Josh has got going on. I got news, guys. He's back in Carolina. Although I oh. think he's headed to Colorado oh, and Lord. then back to Florida. Yeah, anyway, Josh is going to be bouncing back and forth around uh, Carolina and, and hopefully we'll catch up with him real soon. Get him back in the studio for old time's sake, old anxiety. It's, uh, speaking of strange, the final moments, uh, the final minutes of Dark 30 coming up after this break. Thanks, honey. All right. Well, country music got a hold on me. It bit me in the worst degree. When I was little, heard a fiddle or a steel guitar. I started hopping and a bumping like a man from Mars. Country music got a hold on me. It's in that picture that won't let me be. It's a certain fact that's plain to see. Country music got a hold on me. When I turned 18, I joined a hillbilly band. Rocked every joint from Maine to Alabama. Now people there come up on miles around. Wanna hit me play the country? Yes, indeed. It's the Dark 30 on Speaking of Strange. Joshua P. Warren, Speaking of Strange. I'm your host, Vance Pollock. Uh, Shelly, we're giving the bell a workout. I mean, uh, today is no exception. I was reading a book by uh, Dave Barry. Do you remember Dave Barry, the, the columnist? Oh, Miami Herald. Oh, yeah. 
I was reading a recent uh, Dave Barry book called uh, Florida Best State Ever. And Best State Ever describes the United States as like the shape of a big tray with a corner that that kind of <laughs> juts out. And if you dropped 500 mice into this tray, they would all wander down into the into this like corner trap, you know, of the maze and the fairly intelligent mice would eventually turn around and find their way back out, but the stupid ones would get stuck down there. He says this is what's going on with Florida. Ooh. Is that people from all over <laughs> the United States wander down to Florida. And the <laughs> Some of them are too stupid to ever find their way out. That's Dave Barry, paraphrasing. But he does it uh, with with such good humor. I was laughing out loud while reading. Best state ever. Yeah, Dave Barry's an amusing fella. And and he was in a band with uh, Stephen King. So that's pretty cool. That's true. Yep. Uh, this is from Jacksonville, Florida. Man armed with an axe broke into the home of a Jacksonville woman. Uh, police said the 53-year-old perp was extremely intoxicated when he first attempted to enter the front door of the home. He then grabbed an axe to break a glass door in the back of the home. The drunk man was able to enter the home by breaking the, the glass. Uh, according to police, uh, the man's 10-year-old son was staying in the house and confronted his father while the, the woman... Uh, called the police. The man said, it's your turn when swinging the axe. Uh, and the man apparently left after hearing the police were called. Police said they found the suspect armed with a blunt object that looked like an electrical saw when he was arrested. Arrested The man said he was drunk and had no idea what he was doing, was just out to cause trouble and make as many people as he could miserable when the police cut his night short as he had had quite a few people he had planned to visit and tick off before the night was over. I mean, he, at least he was pretty blunt about it. He was just out to cause trouble and make as many people as he could miserable. I know I know people like that. Well, let's go around the room here and, uh, <laughs> and see, okay, uh, if you were going to be, uh, it doesn't even have to be like a real-life serial killer or a movie like a Jason or a Freddy, what would be your uh, your killing method or weapon of choice? Hmm. Uh, well, 2000 Maniacs uh, has a pretty great example in there. Not they, to be confused with the band, 10,000 Maniacs. No, no, no. In 2000 Maniacs... Uh, uh, several of the maniacs apprehend a woman. They tie her down, and you know uh, how at the um, carnival they've got the dunking booth where you th you throw balls at the uh, at the target, and the clown falls yep, yep. in the water. In this version, it's similar, but you throw a throw a rock or whatever at the target, and if you successfully hit the target, then a huge boulder falls off of a platform down so on the So what you're saying woman. is that you would have a tow-behind trailer with, with a, a giant a, a dunking boulder. booth that's been uh, modified to hold a boulder on it, and that's how you would kill people. Yeah. Okay, Shelly? Oh, uh, I need more time. 
I have this power drill that has different attachments on it, and one's like a circular saw that is like a hand, you know, it's like battery powered. I was using that the other day to cut a small piece. Well, I was like, this would be a pretty cool, you know, uh, implement of uh, mass destruction. Like, you know, like I could go around with a battery powered saw. But um, I, I think your toe behind dunking booth is, is probably way better. Show you have a few seconds. What is your implement of death? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Come the on. pressure. Ah! You know what? That tells us Shelly Shelley has never really thought about this very much before. I guess that's a good Shelley. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't I, just make one up off the top of your head. Like, or be like, I don't know, a rake. I, <laughs> she hasn't watched many movies either. I, I have well, to draw on horror movies that I've that seen. One what, what's Flores a really Leachman. creepy movie death? Being Flores chased Lynch down by a dying. hearse, run yeah. over by a hearse. No, there was just there was this little mini series. I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. <laughs> oh, there were, I mean, people were killed in the most amazing I, ways. I think Sandy Duncan was in it. <laughs> Stop. Vague and, book with with Shelley Wright here on. <laughs> Speaking of strange, we'll continue the conversation about how Shelley would like to kill people next week. Oh, it's been fun. Let's do it again sometime. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night.